That's right, folks. It's another episode of the Razzball Fantasy Football Podcast on the Razzball Fantasy YouTube channel. Today, we'll be discussing the NFC West free agents. And the biggest question coming out of the division is, will Geno Smith return? Have a hot take? Potentially a team like the Tampa Bay Bucks might swoop in and still Gino away. Before we get into all that, though, let's talk quickly about following us across the board. Give us a subscribe. We're almost at a thousand subs on YouTube, folks. We do appreciate you. So if you're watching this video, hit the subscribe, leave a like, leave a comment about what you think are the biggest takeaways from the NFC West. But also make sure you jump over to our socials. We also have TikTok and IG at Razball Fantasy. But of course, make sure you go to the flagship. That's right, folks. Razball.com. Not only do we do football. We do basketball, hockey, and baseball, and baseball season's kicking up. We have a great podcast over there as well, so jump over to rasball.com to get all the sporting needs you need to win your fantasy league. But for today's show, let's cover the NFC West free agents starting right now. Now, we got a special guest today, and if you are a regular to Razzball, you know this man. His number's been retired. He's in the rafters. He's in the Hall of Fame at Razzball. It's Bidon. You can follow him at Razzbidon on Twitter. What's going on, Bidon? Hey, man. You're always so flattered with that. Uh, I don't, again, I don't know if I'm there yet for us, but I appreciate the kind words. I'm doing all right, man. You know, just happy to come on here and talk a little bit of football in the middle of all of the, the baseball that I'm that I'm currently doing with Gray on the, you know, on the, that side. But yeah, I mean, appreciate you having me on. Happy to talk a little bit of football here. Yeah, man. Honestly, today we're covering some of the NFC West free agents. One of the biggest question marks, of course, is the Seattle Seahawks and could Geno Smith leave for Seattle. But because we're just students of the world, we go in alphabetical order. So that means we're going to do the Arizona Cardinals first. Now, when you look at the Arizona Cardinals, there's not a lot of big names that necessarily jump out at you when it comes to position players. You know, you have the the rumors of DeAndre Hopkins potentially being traded. Now, the Cardinals, good for them, is they are in a solid cap situation. They do have $13.5 million under the cap, so they do have a little bit of money along with those great skill position players like Rondell Moore, Marquis Hollywood-Brown, Zach Ertz, Trey McBride, DeAndre Hopkins, and of course, their quarterback is signed, Kyler Murray. So really, when you're looking at this team, it's the offensive line. I mean, when you t- pretty much anybody who played offensive line for the Cardinals this year is a free agent. You got right tackle Kelvin Beach and Willie Hernandez, backup center Billy Price, who, by the way, might be important because there's some discussions that Rodney Hudson, the starting center, might retire. Um, AJ Green retired this offseason, which, you know, he kind of fell off towards the end. But overall, it looks like there's a lot of question marks here for the offensive line. Plus, we have the new coaching staff coming in with um, James Gannon and uh, Dave Petzing. Petzing, I think it's uh, the uh, the QB's coach for the Browns. So what's your thoughts about the Arizona Cardinals? And what are your biggest takeaways about the free agent class? Yeah, I mean, I, you said it. O-line's kind of at the top of this one. I think on the other side, though, like their O-line wasn't that good anyways. So if they lose them and fill the gaps in when free agency or through the draft, it may not be the worst thing for them in the long run. I mean, they're they're kind of in a team that's in this transition period because, as you as you mentioned, like AJ Green's gone. DeAndre Hopkins could be traded. He could be cut. Uh, that would save them, you know, nineteen plus million dollars against the cap, which would allow them to do you know any number of other things. So, like, 
that's kind of a, a domino that could set up what else they're able to do this this season is the, if they can get him traded or if they just outright let him walk and, and go figure out something elsewhere. Like those are both interesting scenarios, but then it kind of leaves the Cardinals in this space where they really don't have a whole lot other than Kyler in place. Um, James Connors, another one he could, they could potentially cut him save $2.7 million off of him or just restructure it and kind of make him take the number that they would save to. So there's a few opportunities for, you know, some, some new blood to come in here. Yeah. And, and, and like you brought up, they could save they're right now. His cap hit this season. Deandre Hopkins is $30 million. That's a lot of money. So he does have a potential out there, but I do think they're going to explore it. But I also believe that because they're, they have Kyler signed, they don't have to worry about clearing that much cap space. I don't really understand why you wouldn't come in, evaluate. If you're a new coach, a new coaching staff, you have a, a guy named Drew Petsy coming in who, long time with the Vikings, you know, I, not really sure what to expect from this guy just yet. He coached with uh, Kevin Stefanski in Minnesota, then he came over to the Cleveland Browns. I think that if, if you have the talent under contract and you don't need to clear cap space, why not just keep it for another year? See what you got. We'll see what you got with Hopkins. See what you got with Marquis Hollywood Brown. But the other problem, too, is Kyler Murray's coming off a serious injury. So he might not start the year off as the starting quarterback. He might not be back until October in that time frame. So there's a lot of question marks for the Arizona Cardinals overall. But do you have any final thoughts about the Cardinals before we move on? No, I think in regards to, to Hopkins, I, I don't think it's necessarily that like they don't think he's a good player or that you know he could still be the – the wide receiver one there, it's that they're also paying Hollywood Brown now and $31 million to any player is a lot to commit when you get out of, you know, 19 and a half of it, if you cut them after, after June 1st. So I, I do think there's something there. And then again, you get, you get traded for the same thing. And with the Kyler injury, it kind of puts them out of reach for this year because they had him for the start of the season. They still weren't really, in contention even or I mean they were in contention but they weren't even in like a playoff spot while he was healthy so it's it's a weird place where I think they kind of need to rebuild regardless of having Kyler there and and him being the window like Kyler's their window to win but in order to do that they may need to take a step back and be like all right we got to fill some gaps here yeah I, especially with that offensive line right if he's dealing with that ACL recovery you're going to want to protect him, so it does make a ton of sense to beef up that line. All right, let's talk about the Los Angeles Rams. And ironically, the biggest thing might be on this list is Baker Mayfield, uh, which, you know, last year if we were talking this time, we said the biggest free agent for the Rams might be Baker Mayfield. You'd be all thinking I was crazy. But this is another team that had a lot of offensive line issues, and they have a bunch of guys that are free agents on the offensive line. Uh, Baker is the other one here where obviously does Baker return as a backup or is he like there to security blanket? But the problem is the Rams are 16 million over the cap going into this already. So they need to clear cap space. They can't be paying Baker decent money. So is Baker going to take a lower contract to stay under McVay for another year? Does Matthew Stafford get some news mid season, uh, mid off season where he can't come back? I don't know. I think the last thing I do want to touch on too is, is Cam Akers, 
because of the cap situation, they're probably not going to be big time players in free agency. They also don't have a first round pick again. So, you know, maybe they just they do they have to take a running back in day two? I don't see that either. So Cam Akers could really be a winner from free agency because of all this. But what's your thoughts on the Rams offensive line, Baker, whatever you want to bring up for the Rams? Uh, I do like the Cam Akers call. I think that's that's probably the way that their offense goes, regardless of who's at, at starting at quarterback, just to take off some pressure. You know, they they really didn't run the ball at all. So I, I think they take some lessons from that. Now, they need an O-line. Their O-line is just embarrassingly bad this year comparatively to what it was in the Super Bowl season. So they need to address the O-line. Uh, and I, I think we've already started to see the dominoes fall. They, they cut Bobby Wagner, saved $8 million there. Kind of see that coming. Um, now the question is, is Aaron Donald done? Like Aaron Donald has removed the Rams from his social media. Like that leads towards, is he – is he retiring? Because, A, that fixes their cap problem right there. That's $26 million against the cap. But that's an Aaron donald size piece that's missing from your whole defense. So if he retires, which I don't know if they have a, a way that he's feeling, if they've informed him, if he's like, he doesn't know yet. But if he leaves, then Domino's could fall where they're like, we don't have Aaron Donald. We're, like that's the whole defense. We're we're just going to shut it down. Like we're going to let yeah. Stafford come back. We'll cut him next year, um, and then we'll we'll re we'll restart over because that means that Cooper Cup could potentially go. Jalen Ramsey could potentially go. Leonard Floyd could potentially go. Um, Stafford next year. Wagner. I mean, Wagner's already gone. So like, there's any number of guys that could just kind of be traded or or let go and handed their papers if if the Rams decide Stafford's not going to be healthy in time and we don't have, you know, Aaron Donald and we don't have enough money to go fill any of the gaps that we need to. Yeah, and I think the problem is we saw this early on in the season, Stafford in that Rams offense was atrocious. Like, they just – the offensive line was absolutely terrible. Like I brought up earlier in the offseason, they're one of two teams with adjusted sack rate of 10% in the NFL is them and the bears. Like that's how bad they were protecting the quarterback and Stafford's not mobile. So it's not like you could just say, Oh yeah, we'll figure it out. Like I do think they need to invest in the offensive line and they don't have the money for it right now. So there's going to have to be overall. The one player I did hear that might be traded is Jalen Ramsey. So um, I don't know. I just think of Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Donald is that domino. Like you said, if he does move on, that's the linchpin of that defense. And with Wagner already out the door, it makes sense to just say, all right, we're going to start plugging, get whatever assets we can get back for these guys. But the question comes, when you have a guy like Stafford in his 30s, you know, and McVay, who is already contemplating not coming back, like, does he really want to go through a rebuild? Like, if, if anything, he sounds like he came back because he thinks he can win. I don't know. I just think that's going to be the biggest question mark. Can Allen Robinson pull it back together? Any other thoughts about the Rams before we move on? I would say that, I mean, Stafford's in his, or he's 35. I mean, unless we're talking Brady, 35 is pretty much, generally speaking, getting towards the end of the line for any, any standard quarterback. They're not paying, like, they're just not going to pay him $49.5 million next year. They're just not. So he's getting cut next year. He can get cut next year and they can save $31 million of that. So either he restructures and takes 31 or less, probably less than 31, they're going to restructure. 
or they're going to cut him next year and he's going to be looking. So regardless, I don't think Stafford's the starting quarterback without some kind of restructuring done, or he's not going to be the quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams. So again, it's, it's kind of a, can they talk Aaron Donald into coming back this year? They ask everybody to restructure for this year so they can pay, you know, their rookies and maybe make one signing of somebody, you know, a veteran player who will take less to come in and, and play for a team that's really trying to push. But I, I just don't see it because I don't see Stafford being healthy. I don't see them being able to address the line, even if everybody restructures. So I, I, I think it's, it's probably leaning towards them, you know, even if they make a push, I don't really see it being a real push. Yeah. I think the other thing is here, any Baker Mayfield landing spots that you think would be, you know, where you'd like to see him at least compete for a starting job? I mean, I'm probably the worst person to ask that question to because I <laughs> have been anti-Baker since the jump. Um, I mean, I feel like we've seen Baker in every type of offense that could potentially work for him. And it, at best, he's been like slightly below league average. So I don't know. He's, he's getting older. I don't know if he's willing to pay for play for like nothing or if we're going to get into like a, a point where he wants to be paid like a starter, but he's not a starter. He's a guy that can, can compete, compete for a starting job. So like, will he actually get that opportunity? And I'm sure somebody's going to let him bring him in. Um, I guess as far as where I, where I could see it go, uh, Washington, Kind of makes some sense, I, I guess. Um, I mean, it's it's, it's all the all, that's that's all I have. A good team. I don't think a good team is looking ahead and going. You know what? If we get Baker Mayfield, our problems are solved. That like, if that was the, the solution, like the Browns when they were good, they had a good roster, would have done more than they did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think he'll get. I, I'll be interested to see if he takes it, if he wants decent money to compete, or is he willing to take a red shirt year behind McVay and let him just kind of learn the scheme? Because, like you just brought up, if he knows in the back of his mind that Stafford's not potentially coming back the following year, does he say, I'll come back, I'll play a year behind Stafford, and then next year he could be McVay's guy? Who knows? But I think that's definitely on the table for Baker as well. I'll ship down to San Francisco. And now this is another team in this division. They have about $3.1 million under the cap. So basically right at the cap, you're not going to do much with that money, especially when you have upcoming draft picks coming in. Three of their top six offensive linemen are free agents. So that's going to be notable. Now, I feel like the Shanahan's of all people, never they never blink. They can figure out offensive lines and they can make it work always. So I'm not too concerned there. I think ironically, the biggest name here is their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and potentially where he can go in 2023. Uh, do you think Jimmy G is a, uh, going to be a starter next season? If so, where do you think he might land? And what's the other thoughts about the 49ers free agents? I think Jimmy's in the same situation that, that Baker's in. Like they've both proven that they are not really going to take your team to the next level. They are perfectly fine to stand in and compete for a job or be a, be a very good backup or, you know, in, in the case that your quarterback's not going to be ready or if you have a, rushing quarterback and you want to make sure that you have somebody there that can come in and, and play. But in regards to where I think he's going, like there were teams that needed quarterbacks this year that didn't 
trade for him for absolutely nothing. Like he could have been traded for. He wasn't getting paid that much. They definitely could have traded for him, and nobody wanted him. So I just don't see his limited sample this year, him getting another year older, the incoming class being strong, there being a bunch of free agent quarterbacks. I don't know that he's going anywhere that guarantees him a starting job. Like San Francisco is probably his best option is to come back to San Francisco on a one-year deal because Brock's probably not ready to start the season. Yeah. You don't know. They still don't know what they have in Trey. None of us do because he hasn't played enough. We can't say what Trey is yet. So if you don't want to go in with Trey and then like what fill in the blank of QB three, then nobody will, will know you could do that. Or you can maybe get Jimmy to come back for like $5 million. Maybe he does that. I just don't see him starting. Like, I don't know where he goes and starts. It's the same problem that I have with Baker. Like there's, he really shouldn't start. So who's going to, who's going to pay him? Yeah. I think, I think the Raiders might make a little sense with his going back with Josh McDaniels, a team that needs a quarterback. They could view him as someone that's a placeholder until they go find their future quarterback. The Texans have now the 49ers central where their coaching staff came over. They could you look at a quarterback there potentially if they don't, if they want to use their top pick on somebody else, just other options too. But I do agree that you're not too, Jimmy G hasn't proven he can play 17, 16, 17 games in a season anyway. So I think the biggest problem with Jimmy G is that every time you think he's on a roll, he gets hurt. And it's just like, it's been like clockwork. So I think overall, I do think the Raiders make a ton of sense a little back with, with Josh McDaniels. That would give him the best chance to start on a solid team in an offense he knows, but I do agree with that. Jimmy G is not the most exciting player. All right, let's go to the last one. Basically, the headliner for the show, it's, G- it's Geno Smith. Now, Seattle has positioned himself very well. Uh, they do have a pretty sizable cap right now, $31 million over the uh, under the cap right now, so they have a lot of money to spend, but a lot of that money will potentially go to Geno if they re-sign him. So, you know, that's kind of the ballpark you're looking at from Geno Smith money, how well he played last year. But they also have a bunch of picks coming back from Denver. They have a top five pick from Denver because of that trade for Russell Wilson. They do have some other players on this team. Not too many offensive line, but the other key guy here is Rashad Penny. Now, Penny has never stayed healthy. But, I mean, this guy looked like an absolute beast just down the stretch two years ago. Um, any, any, do you think Gino returns to Seattle? If not, where do you think he goes? And is there any interest in a Rashad Penny landing spot this off season? I'm assuming Seattle is calling around and trying to move up. That, that would be my assumption is that they have the picks, they have cap space, they have all sorts of things to use right now. They have players they can put in trades. They have all sorts of options in order to move up you know, the two or three picks that they're going to need to, to get, uh, you know, the, the quarterback of their choice, whoever fill in the blank of who they want. I, I assume that's where they're going with the pick. Honestly, I know Gino was great. Like you, you, you feel like they almost have to bring him back and maybe, maybe they will like these, he's a, a very Pete Carroll guy. Pete's always had loved him and you know, he, he did what he did. So maybe he comes back. I don't think they're giving him the full like $31 million they have space to go for. I think, I think if they go to Gino, they're like, look, you had a great season, but nobody's paying you like a 25 year old free agent quarterback. You know, you're a, you're a 31 year old, I believe 30, 31, I think year old quarterback who has put together one season, like 
and it was with us. And the last quarterback who left us didn't fare so well. So you could take the money or we're going to draft one. Um, I mean, they could definitely go in different directions if they feel like they're ready to compete. They Maybe they can trade for or sign Lamar Jackson. Carr could be interesting there if they just want to continue with, like, a solid veteran quarterback. They're like, yep. Gino, well, Gino wants $30 million. Like, well, we can give Derek Carr, like, 25. I bet he'll take that. We're like, okay, let's just give Derek Carr 25 and save ourselves $5 million. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, and they just signed his former OC as the QB coach. So, I mean, I could see – Seattle going any number of ways if they can't move up. But again, I'm assuming just like where they are as an organization, they need to start rebuilding. They're kind of, they're kind of on that cusp of the turnover. Like it's, it's time to get Kenneth Walker and a quarterback along with DK like that. Those three need to move forward. Whoever that fill in blank quarterback is it's those three. Um, I don't care about Rashad Penny. It's another guy I don't care about. Uh, I've never really like he he does one thing well. He's very explosive. He's very fast. He doesn't read the offense well. Like he doesn't read the line well. He doesn't really make guys miss. He doesn't break tackles. He's just very fast. You can find that just all over the place at running back. I don't care that they're losing him. They have KW three. That's that's who they're they're looking at. Um, now if they're potentially in a rebuild mode to some extent, if they're going rookie quarterback, Jamal Adams could go, Lockett could go, and Wosu could go, Gabe Jackson, Disley or Fant could go, Shelby Harris could go. They have a number of guys that they could start trading off if they're deciding that they're going to do kind of a, a mid-rebuild. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting, the the idea of drafting a quarterback. It just seems that last year they got the Drew – they tried, they brought back Drew Locke in that deal and it ended up being Gino anyway. And then Gino does exceeds expectations beyond belief. And it's almost a bad thing because like now he's going to want decent money and they're like, well, you're still, you're going to, he's actually going to be 33 start to start in October. He turns 33. So like you brought up, it's, he's an older guy who just had a career year and are they going to give him a long-term contract? I doubt it. So you're probably right. They have five and 20 in this draft. They could probably get up a spot or two. There's teams like the Cardinals and the and the Bears who have their quarterbacks already that could easily trade up to get into that spot. I do agree with there. Now, Penny, I, I think it's more like you brought up. Kenneth Walker's the guy is probably the biggest takeaway. He's gonna be locked into that starting role. Travis Homer will also be a free agent as well. So I, it feels like Travis Homer's one of those guys that can just get back for like really cheap and he'll just play special teams and play third downs once in a while. But overall, I do really I do think the one sleeper team for Geno is Tampa Bay, but they're in salary cap hell. Uh, they did just get their their old QB's coach is now the OC. He used to play with Todd Bowles back with the Jets. So I think that maybe he can go there because they're a team that might be looking for a quarterback, but they need to clear like $55 million just to get back to the cap. Then they have to save another $30 million just to get to Geno or something. So it'll be a lot of work there. Any final thoughts about any of the players or teams we covered today before we close the show? Be done. I mean, uh, just final thoughts on Geno since he's kind of, you know, as you mentioned, it. There's, I brought up a lot of hypothetical cuts and drops. Those haven't happened, so without those happening, I'm, there's not something to really go back to. But with Geno, like, if he doesn't come back to Seattle, the Giants could be really interesting if they don't pay Daniel Jones because it seems like he's asking for a lot. I don't know if they want to spend their full cap on Daniel Jones. 
again, I think that the Gino is going to eventually realize his market is not $30 million. So if he settles in the $20 million range, Giants potentially go after him. That would be interesting considering where they were, you know, this season. Um, other than that, there's not really a whole lot unless some, some other cuts happen. Uh, the Colts could, could definitely be in that discussion just because that's the way the Colts have kind of have gone recently, but it seems like they're frantically trying to move up in the draft and draft their quarterback of the future yeah. as well. So I wouldn't expect the Colts really to be in it. I think the Giants make the most sense if it's not back to Seattle, Las Vegas, as you mentioned, you know, they could potentially look at one Atlanta. If they don't go quarterback for some reason, they could potentially be in that, but I think they're definitely going there. So I, I, those are the few teams I think that have the cap space currently and are in the right space to take a look at Gino and be like, you know what? He makes sense. Like the Ravens, if they're, if they just can't decide yeah. any, you get anything done with Lamar Jackson, they'd be like, all right, we'll just get, we'll get budget Lamar Jackson. Budget Lamar Jackson. Uh, well, I, the, I, this is like definitely the year of the meh quarterback. Like, I guess they could start, but are we really excited about it? The other problem is free agency starts in March. The NFL draft is until the end of April, so it might be some time before these guys sign. You might have to see what teams do in the draft before they go out and sign these guys or get the money they want. So there could be – you might see a guy like Baker. I don't think maybe Geno, but I think Baker Mayfield could be a guy, maybe even a Jimmy G, maybe not get signed till after the draft because the teams want to see where they fall. But – I do agree. There's some interesting names here. I do. I did like, I think the last few off seasons because of all the QB movement, we think every off season, there's just going to be all this QB movement in reality. That's not the case, but still a lot of fun names in this division. Once again, I want to thank B on for joining me today again on the Rasball fantasy football podcast on the Rasball fantasy YouTube channel. Make sure you jump over to the rasball.com. Make sure you jump onto the IG and TikTok at Rasball Fantasy and follow us across the board. Now, beat out for the close of shows. Any content, anything you want to promote on the show before we close out? Um, you know, I'm going to start doing some rookie videos. So, you know, just watch out for those here on YouTube. I'm doing the baseball podcast. That's also here on YouTube. Also on wherever you get your, your podcast. So you can look out for those. Uh, I'm going to have baseball rankings coming out. I will have uh, rookie rankings coming out for NFL after I finish the baseball rankings. Um, you know, I think that's everything that's on my immediate radar uh, outside of the, you know, the, the real job that, that I get, that I have to work, you know, eight to five every day. Um, I will say on the quarterbacks, I think it's Lamar, Carr, and like Gino are the three, and or sorry, Lamar Carr and Daniel Jones are the three that are for sure getting signed somewhere early, like before we get to the draft, because I think they have to be dealt with. Like Lamar, yeah. the Ravens have to figure out what they're doing. Same with with Carr, like Carr's got to figure out what they're doing, and Daniel Jones, like the Giants have to know what they're doing as well. So I think those three are the three that get figured out, and the rest are in limbo unless they decide to take a very low deal, like a like a Jameis type of low deal yep all right man thank you again for joining the show this was once again the rasball fantasy football positive go file b don so you can check out all these rankings that are coming out at ras ras b don on twitter thank you for joining again i'm your host bobby lamarck you can follow me at bobby lamarck on twitter we are out of here folks